When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Um, first, we Coach Derry has has returned. The mythical Coach Derry, who who is about one for four on episodes right now. That's about his average. Coach, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. Good to be back on. And then and then we have Coach uh, Michael Westmoreland, uh, assistant coach at Creekside High School in Georgia. Coach, how you doing? How you doing, Coach? I, I'm doing good. Um, and Coach Coach kind of wanted to come on and. I mean, he's a wing T guy at heart, and uh, they run more of a what, what would you say, a gun, multiple offense. That's kind of some wing T concepts. Offense, we kind of take concepts from a little bit of everything, um, and just you know try to be as multiple and get balls in playmakers' hands. Okay, and so so we're going to try to talk a little bit of power um, today, but um, what? Um, Let's let's start with let's let's go into your background first on how you ended up at Creekside and kind of your coaching background. Okay, uh, my coaching background. So, um, I from I'm originally from Clay County, Georgia, Miles High School. Um, I played under Coach Jackie Green, um, who I learned the wing tee from, along with those assistants, uh, Coach Allen Dove, Coach Bob Ryan. My offensive line coach and my offensive coordinator. From there, I went to Georgia Military. From Georgia Military, I went to the professional life. Um, and then uh, I was coaching uh, in Mexico for a while. From New Mexico, I came back to Georgia. Um, did a little bit of semi-pro football, youth football, and got into a lot more coaching high school football. Um, I went to back to Mount Zion High School to coach. Um, and from Mount Zion, I went to Creekside under the direction of Maurice um, Dixon and our head football coach and our assistant head football coach, uh, Rance McCrick. Okay. Um, and kind of going from there, let, let's kind of head in. I just want to kind of get into it because I just to the point okay. at this point today, just with all of our ACT testing and just kind of mind-numbly sitting there and quiet just is kind of just driven me insane at this point. Um, first, let's, I mean, the obvious question is, why do you run power? Um, for us, it's identity-based. It's like um, what I tell our kids, if uh, the Georgia Bulldogs or Atlanta Falcons was to get off of a bus and come to Creekside in the swamp, we'll run power right at them. Um, it's kind of our weight room, our mentality, our preparation is kind of became our flagship play in the run game. So it's like some of the expectation is our kids know we're going to hit them in the mouth of power. Okay. Like, uh, we really like the identity of it, the multiple formation concepts and how it fits personnel and how many different ways we can get the power 
and it being gap based. Being over, or, you know, when T guy, I love gap based runs and angles, and you know, with power, I get one puller and a kick out block, and I get those angles and get the linebackers, and one cut, we're gone. But I, honestly, I, I kind of like that. The, the concept of it I mean it's obviously different than Bacchus I mean but the one thing I always enjoyed about power mm-hmm. is it's a less expensive and I think it's a, a a little bit more efficient play I think maybe the cutback lanes and the wash maybe isn't as good as Buck but I think the one thing about power man you get that fullback that can stick his nose in there and root out that that edge player the force player yeah. and it allows our pool and guard just to be nice and tight. I think power is probably my favorite play in all of football. I think wide zone and inside zone splitters starting to grow on me a little bit, but anytime I see power run good with that fullback kicking out, we have a school called Bishop Hartley up here in Columbus, and they run power in like 26 different formations, and it is amazing to watch. I mean, they just get in it and just wreck people. So, I, I guess um, when, when you talk power, um, I'm, I'm a, I disagree with this philosophy, but I understand it. A lot of people still kind of block it like Buck, and the rules are gap down backer always. Um, yeah. We, I was always a big double team, you know, so if we got an under front, you know, we had, I called it a grease and a tough. A grease would be guard center combo. Then you have a tight end tackle combo. If, if you got an over front, um, we called it a toga. The center brought back on the one. And then you had a, uh, you might have had a tough with it, depending on if you had a seven tech or whatnot. What, what, what are some of the ways you block power? Are you a formation and this is what we're going to call rule? Or are we just going to block down and just wash and say we're, we're better than you? We're block down. Um, we're trying to get the linebackers. And uh, get up the linebackers and work those double teams to linebackers. So we have a lot of communications. So we make sure we take care of the defensive line, cover our gaps, and work the linebackers. Now, what person? Uh, kind of to continue that, so I can get some more middle picture before we get to the actual film perspective. Is what formate like personnel groupings do you prefer? Do you are you doing it out of a lot of one tight end, two backs? What is your what is y'all's main preference to run power out of? Uh, we're 20 personnel, three receivers, two backs, okay. like a sniffer with a, like more of a pistol look to it. Okay. Um, get more do, you have the, do you have the fullback, the tailback bend to it? So if it's power right, do you have them open up to the left side and bend to the right big gap? Yeah. Or do you have them it's, open it's up? Kinda, to the... It's kind of like uh, our, our sniffer back would be like, he'll, his first step would be left. He'll take a left foot step, then work right. Okay. With you know working the head inside. Okay. Uh, all right. And then so now w- with that, I mean, you, you we mentioned before we came on, you do a lot. Well, you do quite a, a decent amount of RPOs and other stuff with it. Um, obviously, RPOs are some of your compliments off, off of it. But what are your other compliments off your power game? Do you try to make sure you have? Um, like our counter comes off of power. Okay. Um, when we know linebackers are running, trying to you know get out of those. And stop power, we also get ISO. The power pass comes off of power. So that's kind of like we start, when we get power rolling, everything else start rolling. Because to stop power, you got to kind of squeeze it. So now we can get you with Buck Sweet. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really, man. It's it's if and I'm assuming you guys utilize the sniffer back quite well. Well, when it comes to power pass, I think the the one thing that you know, and, and, well, I'm, and I'm very fortunate, but a lot of us where I play, I'm a defensive coordinator up here, and they don't utilize the sniffer back very well in the passing game. And my gosh, man, you get that you get that thing rolling to where when you run it right, where and I think it's really it scares me to death because I'm a skill guy. So if my if my guy's out here wrong arming the sniffer back, and all he has to do is. You know what I mean? Take one step, kind of like what Gruden called a spent, uh, banana spider, Y2 banana, whatever the hell he calls it. You know what I mean? But fake yeah. power release to the flat, man, that's the, that's one thing that scared me to death. And uh, I can't wait to kind of dive into that because I think you run power good and there is no one in the flats that are going to be sitting there. Yeah. Taking that legitimately when you're getting gouged eight yards of carry with power. Yeah, you're right, coach. You're right. Okay, and then sorry, I was, I was jotting down some notes. Um, so like, so let I mean, let's just I'm I'm going I'm mentally visual. So strong side the the back side. What what are your kind of rules? Tackle guard, center guard through tackle. Okay, so from the back side, the if we was turning power right, the left tackle rule is gap and hinge. Right, and the left guard rule is skip pull, play side backer. I was on play side backer, skip pull, work, work through that double team. The center's rule is backside A gap. Mm-hmm. And if he's covered, it's no, still backside. We're going to block back. So, right guard, yep. so if you got a, let's just say you got a typical good under front, what even a bare front in the, in the, Nose is shaded, well, not even shaded, just a head-up nose. Let's just talk. You, and there's still a backside three-tap. Would you ever consider blocking back on that three-tap? Yeah. And back, back that? Or, okay. And even if – what if – and if there's a one-tap to the power side, are you just going to angle block it, have your guard take him solo, and then the center block back on the three-tap? Yeah, the back that's how we were running. That's exactly how we were running. Okay, cool. So you pretty yeah. – so I, I guess that – Point just essentially just becomes down across the board essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I like the simplicity of it too. I mean, I think you make it when and you're making it kind of making that nice little wall and making it hard for that. You don't have to if you make a good enough wall and it sounds like with your blocking scheme, that backside linebacker by default is blocked because even if you're not blocking him because there's no lane for him to shoot. You know what I mean? You shut down all the gaps. You got to make him wipe all the way over the top outside the tackle, and by then, powers five yards deep. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect coach. Now, continue with your rules, because, I mean, you were were talking backside A with your center. What about your front side guard and tackle? What are your specific rules there? Front side guard, uh, if he has a three, it will be a combo to the backside linebacker with the play side tackle. If he's a two, we're assuming – He's going to be inside, so it'll be down rule for him. Okay. If he's a two out, he just blocks down on him. Um, the play side tackle rule is down to backer. Okay. Yep. And then uh, the B back, the sniffer would be um, kick edge, first step left inside, head inside, kick out. If he gets a spill, 
then he would have to just cave the spill in and stay on that track and that the backside guard, left guard will make the adjustment. Okay. And then um, why do you, I just curiosity, because I'm always curious why people do certain types of pulls. Why do you guys choose to use the skip pull? Um, because it helps our left, our, our guards kind of be, keep his eyes up on the backer in which he's on the okay. track too. Because if he turns his shoulders, um, he'll probably lose them. That'll be for our bigger guys. It'll be harder for him to do a traditional pull, then turn his shoulders back around to get vertical. I think when you traditional pull, I think it's really hard for him to stay tight. Yeah, because his momentum is like you. You, I mean, because you're not really stepping your crossover step on traditional pull, and by the time you take your third step, you're still kind of flat down the line of scrimmage. And then you have to kind of round up when you skip pull by default. I mean, you kind of go backwards, but then your, your momentum taking you forward yeah. and, and on top of your eyes. I, I think it's an expensive pool, but if you know how to teach it, it's not that expensive. I think a lot of coaches do traditional pooling because it's a lot simple to teach. Yeah. But I, I think if you can, if you can master square pooling, it changes everything. Now we got away from it um, because we started running buck after um after my first couple years we started transitioning to a little bit more of a buck team we didn't have to do that could run jet efficiently i think so we changed into traditional pulling for power because in the old wind tee right there in the back i see it the delaware wind tee power and buck needs to kind of look the same from a pulling standpoint you know what i mean yeah backside so that's why we but yeah. I, I, would say, I absolutely love skip pulling it you know, you know, for a lot of people, and I think it's a good diagram. Do you have any kind of teaching points to help with the skip pool? Um, the one thing we hop on, well, I hop on, you know, through drills, is just keeping your shoulders square and your hips square, and pre-IDing that linebacker. So we do, we work on drills and work on call numbers and work on really making sure you know you get those shoulders square so you can stay tight to the line of scrimmage. So it's just you know like footwork ladder drills, back ladder drills, and just making sure those shoulders don't turn. Because if your shoulders turn, it's hard to turn that weight, get that weight going back upfield. When you skip pull, do you have them like read the kind of fill for inside linebackers? So if he's scraping tightest to tightest, are you kicking him out and having the running back run underneath of him? Or if he's sitting and squatting off the last down block, a lot of people, I, I always taught log. Log yeah. or kind of kick out. Are you doing that stuff, or are you just trying to just get a body on him? We're going to get a body on him. Yeah. So we're going to get a body on him. We let the back make the cut, but we're trying to just get a body on him. We want to, you know, kind of get our inside shoulder to his outside shoulder, but really body for a body. So right here, we're in 20 personnel. Um, three receivers, two twins to the top, so one receiver to the bottom, and our sniffer right here. So we're gonna run power right. So right now we should be making calls. If you see my left guard who's going to do the skip pull is making sure we have good communication. His eyes are pre-snapping and we getting down in our stance. And we're looking at a Four three over like they're they're the appearance is a three four front but that's a really a defensive end and we're gonna shoot. 
Just let it run right quick. Okay. So we're going to slow it down this time. We're going to break it down. So we have the quick screen by the receivers at the top of the screen. And then by number five at the bottom of the screen, he's running an unblocked quick screen. And if you watch this double team, my right tackle does a great job of getting to this backside linebacker. Yeah, that was a good job by chipping and then climbing. Yeah, that, that's a great combination. And our backside guard, the left guard, has a little slight shoulder turn, but he meets the place of our linebacker in the hole. And we get one-on-one -on -one with the safety. You know, like we talked about about the RPO thing, I was so anti-RPO, but it holds and makes safeties and linebackers accountable. So now we get to run on safeties. Yeah. Well, you you have no support from those two outside guys just because they're they're dealt yeah. with that screen to the boundary. Yeah. Okay. So when uh, right here. We have a tight end, which is really an extra lineman for us. And we're going to run power right. So now, if nothing really changes, our tight end or our extra lineman has, you know, he has that down track. Nothing changes up front. The double team. I like that. Good hip to hip. Yep, got to work that three-legged monster, coach. Your hip to hip, work three-legged monster, eyes up vertical. So, can't block it any better, man. That combo block was. That's clinic worthy right there. I mean, you can't get any better than two coming together. Yep. Now, how much, how much do yes. you adjust your splits there, or do you give them freedom to adjust their splits for better angles? I would like for it to be a three-fifth split as the season kind of went along. I kept getting tighter and tighter because I was really honing on. We got to get hip to hip on this double team. Yeah. We got to get hip to hip on this double team to work vertical because the year before we wasn't really good at getting the linebackers. So that was something I really harped on all season long in the all season. I was like, we're going to work to get the linebackers and we improved and it showed on film that we improved, but I really want a three foot split. Okay. That's something, you know, all offensive line coaches, I'm no different. We cry and fuss about it all weekend practice. Your split's too tight. Your split's too tight. No, really, Coach? Really? Your split's? <laughs> how many How many feet is that actually? Oh, God. I, I, yeah, I know. Like, and, and it doesn't matter if we're asking to be wider or, or tighter. Like, it's, it's that constant battle of, unless you're foot-to-foot, -foot, you're always battling that. Yeah. And we want, like, if, if I'm being a butt-munch about it, Coach, 
my right guard right here is like he's too tight to line of scrimmage. I want his helmet. Yeah. And I know it's gonna sound old wing tinge. I want the helmet looking at the hip of the center. Yeah. So we can get our feet in the ground and win with our feet in the ground. We should get at least three steps in the ground before we touch a defensive player. But he's kind of tight. He's a younger kid, so he was like really tight. He's so used to being tight. That's something we really harped on all year long. I really would like our tight end right here, the extra lineman. I would like him to be more, instead of being vertical, I would like him to be working that track, that down track to get to the linebacker because our right, left guard right here kind of gets in no man's land because his guy's blocked. He just works vertical. It looks great and the whole would happen, but, you know, he didn't really, that's his guy. And then we scored, but, you know, we've been, I was like, we didn't block it right. So we're going to look at another another clip. And this is a different formation. Now, we were at power this year out of so many different formations. Um, it would make your head spin. We ran it out of three <laughs> back. We ran it out of a little bit of everything. But this is, you know, like over twins, tight end with over twins. And we're going to run a quick screen down here. But it's just power right. Yeah, that's great. Coaching right there, coach. You know, all that good speed. I just love that he ran onto the track at the end of that. That's that's. <laughs> Yeah, he's a great kid. Great kid, great effort. All right, let's look so, at this a little more. A little. Now, is is your default RPO off this, the, the just the screen? Is, is yeah, not tagging that's, anything that's else? The, okay. Yeah, we we uh we have the capability in our system to tag our quick game. Um, we can we got third level RPOs. Um, Coach um, Francis, who's our quarterback coach does a great job with RPOs and all the great stuff because he really taught me the RPO game because I was not an RPO guy before <laughs> um, going to Creekside. So, but I kind of, I love RPOs now because it, it helps with space and defenders. They have to honor it. They got to get out there and play it or else you can burn them with it. Yeah. And we were in a lot of different, Versions of power, like we got jet power, quarterback read power, um, getting funky formations, amp being running power from jet read. So we do a lot of that. But me being an O-line guy, I'm very traditional. I like kickouts. I like rapping. And I like getting down here. Okay. Mm. That's a good lead on that skip pull, too. There you go, big boy. Okay, man. Good. Yeah. Here, scroll that back for me, Coach, because I want to see something. Okay. See, this is where I think I. I mean, even though even though that corner stared hard in the side, this is where I think you're. This is where adding this, this doing this out of twenty and adding that quick screen helps. 
tremendously. Yeah. Like, yeah. and this is our great clip of it. Like, I think you've shown two great ones about that is how, how, how delayed he is on reacting. And then obviously the corner doesn't take a great angle by any means and wants no part of that. But, um, again, that's a benefit of, of, of some of those RPOs.
awesome. Okay. And Coach Jerry, do you have anything else? No. I mean, I, I really uh, maybe definitely have you on uh, on a different podcast and maybe kind of go in a little bit more specific. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your uh, EDDs and some of your offensive line drill work. I mean, I think how well Coach Dale, you can kind of see, you know what I mean? The eyes are always in the right spot. Um, their first steps are clean and crisp. Um, I think you do a heck of a job with them, man. I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's the best part about power is that I don't think you need dudes to run it. It definitely helps, but, um, but when you got dudes and talent that can do what they do, man, it, it really takes off. And I think the one thing, the first thing I look at when I'm seeing a power team is do they tip off? And I don't, I mean, you can kind of see the guard leaning, but I wouldn't be able to tell from a football field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, your guards are ready to go, locked in. Um, so I think definitely I'd love to hear, even if it's just you and I, man, talk about online play. And because I think that's an exceptional man. So, um, yeah. I like coach, what you I, I, it would be an honor, Coach. It would be an honor. I would love to uh, come back and talk some more football, man. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Gap Down Becker show. I watch every episode as much as I can, even when I do my jogging. <laughs> I hate them. Get down backer, even in the Appreciate that, Coach. Fall. So, you know, I'm a big fan. Us wing T guys, you know, we got to stick together. Yep. Amen. Um, coaches, well, that was another um, kind of a little shorter version of, of, of a gap down backer pocket. I think we went about 30 minutes. Um, but Co- Coach decided to come on and uh, was willing to talk a little 20 personnel power with us and um, show us a couple clips. Um, if you're Obviously, if you're listening or – while watching the, the tags for the video or in the bio, so if you want to go back to any specific part, uh, contact information for Coach. His Twitter will be in the bio, uh, so you can get a hold of him if you want. Coach Derry as well, give him a follow. Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. That helps everything out, helps everybody find the video so we can contact people. Um, and then also, again, remember, there's a Patreon if you want to support the channel. Uh, the link for that will be in the bio. Uh, you get a bunch of bonus content through there and extra stuff through that. Um, And then that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.